Welcome to Under the Water Tower, a production of Fellowship Baptist Church, located in Marble Falls, deep in the beautiful Texas Hill Country. Join Fellowship's staff and leadership while they explore, study, and discuss Bible passages. Here are your hosts, pastors Joni Wallach, Misty Grimm, Daryl Fishbeck, and lead pastor Dr. Jamie Greening. So today our topic is is on submission what submission <laughs> i know so what do we think about when we think about that word ultimately well, like what I'm first comes to your mind i've got a friend who had a dog Bingo. and no uh otter Ooh. and uh good friend of mine the dog we, but i've just met him and we went over to his house just met him. the friend or the dog the friend oh. I, and the dog um but <laughs> the he's we come over to the house kim and i and the girls to their house and this is years and years ago and we get to the front door and the first thing he says he doesn't say hi good to see you i hope you're hungry we're having, we're having dinner with him or with that he says don't look my eye my dog in the eye <laughs> just don't just just you can pet him you can look at him but don't look him in the eye if you do he will pee the floor and submit oh. <laughs> he didn't want the dog to submit to you well it's the he said <laughs> and I've never, I remember I never said, heard of that. He said, "He said this is the most submissive animal in the history of the world. He's just, he's just looking for somebody to submit to. Tell me what to do." Uh, we also don't look Daryl in the eye for the same reason. <laughs> just, hey. I've always thought that's submission. That's that dog just pee the floor and submit. Just that is eye. hilarious. Um, I was not expecting all that. So. And, <laughs> well, see, Thanks. that's good times. And, and that's now not, that was a two-minute story. <laughs> oh. For those of you who don't know, he's killing me because the last <laughs> podcast on prayer, I opened with what I thought was a riveting analogy and metaphor oh, it for was prayer. Good. It just was longer than you thought. It was 12 minutes, apparently. 12 and a half, if I remember correctly. So, yeah. Uh, so, so when I think of submission, that's the first thing I think of. Is, now, I did have one really important thought before we get too deep in the woods on submission. I believe in the biblical practice of submission but I also believe in the age in which we live, it's a dangerous thing mm. because predators and uh, charlatans will use that idea to manipulate and get people to do things they should not be doing. Okay, sure. let me throw this out there. I, I got you off and irate a few weeks ago. Was it this season or was it the previous season about the yoga pants and the the, the wife, the the prodigal's Ooh, mom? Yeah. You so know, we, I, I, season, I told I Kim last night, I said, anytime Daryl doesn't have preparation, it goes to the prodigal. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm trying to remember when I told that story because I I, I, I follow this, this guy on TikTok who posts like, heretical pastors and things and i saw one last week a clip of a pastor who's preaching kind of on this topic it was more on the topic of the man of god if the pastor is chosen the pastor of your church is the man of god and he's saying you need to not question him and he said some pastors are even he basically was saying some pastors are even mean unkind rude guys but they're still the man of god and so you should submit to him and so you talk about, um, what's the word you just used, uh, predators and things like that. And I'm like, you talk about using your position in a way to support your 
position to to oppress people mm-hmm. by using so scripture to say of that, those that words this is that, your pastor yeah. he's chosen by god to be your shepherd even if he's a bad abusive guy right. you should do what he says and never question him absolutely and, not and that is the worst interpretation of the biblical idea of right. submission exactly. i have ever heard yeah. in my life and that's why god's word gets a bad rap you know because people take that and if they don't know you know what it really means then they lead they think that well if that's what you know being a christ follower being christianity then is I about no then i don't it. want to be part of that so you mean people take something that god meant for good and they use it for mm-hmm. evil joseph crazy <laughs> crazy talk crazy urban talk. legend <laughs> so so when, when you say submission in, in terms of scripture um and in terms of in church life what is it that you understand as positive no again we're not we're not we're not unless we go down that road uh i just want to put the negative uses of it aside Mm -hmm. if someone you know do not submit to someone who wants you to do sexual favors for them do not submit to someone who is a bully or who is abusive who verbally and then says you can't question them and who says you can't quit a good leader will always say i welcome your questions i welcome your input um, and, and the best motif for leadership is service. I mean, this is important. Well, to use your dog analogy, um, there's, and I've used this illustration before. I'll get some paper towels. Up, <laughs> don't look me in the eyes. Up and down Mormon <laughs> Mill, and I've used this illustration before. There's Mormon a guy. Mormon Mill is the road that runs alongside our church. Greg knows that. Um, there's a guy that walks Hi, his, his sheepdog or whatever un- unleashed, and... Um, the dog is so well trained that he just gives him commands and the dog stops, stops it. You know, I'm so nervous driving on the road. I'm like, don't jump out in the road. The dog is not going to do anything that the guy doesn't tell him to do. And so when I think of submission, I think of trust. I think there's got to be, it's, it's an act of obedience, but, but it's rooted in trust. Mm-hmm. I'm trusting this person I'm mm-hmm. submitting to um, out of their love, out of their respect, out of their knowledge, out of their whatever. And so I'm, I'm entrusting myself right. to them in a it's certain humility. way. It's humility. It's lowering ourselves, right? And it's that humility. And to me, I thought about surrender and submission, right? Because you hear those both in. So I remember clearly when I was in, um, younger, a big theological, long, long time, time ago, <laughs> a theological discussion about those two words, submission or surrender. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the song in the great song we sing, I surrender all. I surrender all. And it was, I was taught by those who were leading me that we need to stop using the word surrender because that sounds too much like a, a battle mm-hmm. that you're at war See, with the Lord. I find that s- opposite. I think submit, when you're told to submit, I feel like that's more constricted. And like an, an order, you know, like you have to do it. Whereas surrender, it's like, oh, this is your idea. This is what I want to do because I love the Lord and I want to put him first. Not that I have to, but that I want to. So you don't understand surrender in a martial right. capacity of warfare. You right. see it as a volitional, I surrender to the moment right. kind of thing. Yeah. But I want to. Yes. Um Okay, I see that. That could be actually uh, a male-female dif- difference. Maybe, yeah. Uh, in the way we understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so for you, surrender is positive. Submission is negative. Mm-hmm. Could some of that be because you've been beat over the head with the Ephesians 5 passage about Maybe. submission? Every day. 
<laughs> Joni? Really. Joni, you want to share? <laughs> no, it just that's... how are things at home? <laughs> things are good. Things are good. Um, I I do feel like as women, like when she was talking, when Misty was talking about that, like as women, we hear submit to your husbands, submit to your husbands, but then you don't you don't see the other side of submit to each other. That's mm-hmm. the very that's like, the line right before that. Like yeah. it's not just submit to your husbands. It's you're submitting to each other because you're submitting to God and mm-hmm. and. and um, Mm-hmm. In my preparation for today's podcast this morning, he he was, was doing that, that was wi- a joke. Well, he was preparing <laughs> while Joni was talking. Actually, what I was doing was I was as pulling up something phone. I read this morning, so it technically counts as prepara- preparation because now it fits. But the opening paragraph of a devotion I was reading this morning says, the genius of the 12-step program is that they situate powerlessness and surrender right where they belong at the beginning. They teach how sin or addiction are overcome not through willpower or by control, but much more by recognizing that we are powerless to overcome them. And so when I think of the word surrender, it's got that military, I guess, idea, but at the same time, it's 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 a recognition of my powerlessness to overcome whatever the situation is. And so I'm, again, I go back to the word trust. I'm entrusting myself to, to, to God or to this person who I see has a a position of I don't want to use the word authority, but of experience or wisdom or or something that I can gain from, gain growth or transformation, uh, and not just um, fall in line, I guess. Right, but it's a lifestyle, you know, just like a diet, exercising. You know, you always hear people say, "Well, I'm going to go on a diet on for you know New Year's." Well. If it's just a diet, we all know that that's going to come to an end, and then you're just going to end up worse than you were before. But when it's a true lifestyle change and a life, it becomes your life. And I think that's submit, submission, surrendering to the Lord is, it's got to be your lifestyle. It can't just be just you know, when you're in trouble and. So let's push a little bit. So submit, surrender. Um, I I don't mind the idea of surrender. Not because of you but because i think that it is a it is a battle mm-hmm. uh, that i have to fight because i don't want to surrender i'm not, I'm not the dog well, sure it's I not am easy not that dog. i'm not saying it's easy i don't want to pee the floor and look at any and just duck my head i'm quite the opposite i want to i want to take control my my mm-hmm. natural impulse and i have sure. to fight that all my flesh, natural impulse is to take over every situation start not in a mean way but i do want to say you should be doing this you do mm-hmm. that i'll do this over here and together we shall conquer this you know well, it's about control isn't it uh, i want to yeah. be in control i think for me that's part of it i also if i may i think that one of my spiritual giftedness is i'm able to see what needs to be done mm. mm-hmm. and, and 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 where others get muddled in small details mm-hmm. i can usually see and it frustrates me to no end when i can see exactly what needs to take place but I'm not in a position where I can do mm-hmm. this. Uh, for me, and you almost have to submit to the the group think, so to speak, in a weird way. Um, sometimes. Well, I'm just saying because <laughs> you see it, but you know they don't see it, and you can't. You don't. Your wisdom leads you, and I've seen I you would, do it as a pastor of this church. I wouldn't use the word wisdom. I would say my experience has told me that if I don't allow them to come to their conclusions on their own, it's never going to work. Right. It's for sure like that with your children, you know, like children should submit. Why are you picking on my children? <laughs> well, not your children, but all of our children. Your children. <laughs> your children. Well, <laughs> well she's got marriage <laughs> issues at home, so we're going to pick on your kids. <laughs> That's right. But it's for sure like that with, with children, because as the parent, 
they should just naturally submit to you. You feel like that's a natural. That's until you just have natural. the third child. Well, that's why we didn't have a third. That's why we stopped with two. Um, but we feel like you know that's natural. But sometimes they just have to come to it on their own, and they're not submitting to you or your ideas. They're they're submitting to okay, this is really a better idea. So, so I, I I think that's true. But you're talking. See, Misty's talking about submitting to the Lord. Which is true. Mm-hmm. You, you need to submit or surrender to the Lord. Right. But I think when we talk about the spiritual discipline of submission, we're not talking about submitting to the Lord per se. We're talking about submission to leadership. And you, it's, it's almost a, a dirty word, but authority mm-hmm. that, the, that is over us. And the problem that we have is, is it doesn't come natural at all no. to Americans especially. No. We, are, we were born out of rebellion throwing mm-hmm. tea in the harbor <laughs> <laughs> and throwing off the king and, and all those things. It's kind of rat. And then, and to impose our own. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And then, and then we're, we're in Texas here, which is makes it, uh-huh. we double down on that, right? Absolutely. You don't dare tell someone around here what to do, uh, but that's yet the biblical way of living is one of submitting to the needs of other people the submitting to the leadership of other people mm-hmm. and, and submitting to the community's needs, uh, those don't come natural for people who say, come and take it. No. Right? That's a completely not. different view. Or have mm-hmm. to change, like, the signs from don't litter to please keep it beautiful, you know, like, in the in the positive light rather than the don't, 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 you know. Polite notice. Polite <laughs> notice. Just a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, and so in terms of, church life who should let's, just, let's play with this in church life who should we submit to one another so who is that does that mean that every bad idea must be submitted to no you said people not ideas so and so there's an element of submission amongst ourselves but i think you're you you also have to come back to um the relational aspect of things and like you were saying when you see something a certain way, you don't just necessarily act on it or force a group of people to act. You've got to kind of see the people, see where they are, and and through wisdom um, know when to push or maybe mm-hmm. when to pull back, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is it possible to submit to someone but not give them what they want? I would think so. How? Uh, Misty? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, we <laughs> well. Are you saying that? Well, okay, give it. Give more of an example. Because why is submitting to someone meaning just giving them what they want? Is that really submitting to them? That's how I think most people would define mm-hmm. submission. If I come to you and say this is what I want, well, I'm going to submit to your decisions or to what you want. Is that what? Is that what? Is that what you mean by submission? I was just trying to quote scripture with the whole uh, <laughs> submit to one, one another or something like that. So um, I was hoping something y'all like would that. take it and I run know. with it. I saw what you did. You didn't actually answer the question. You went cute. And I so think in, ch- in church life, down. in ministry, you don't, like Daryl said, you don't always um, give in to what people want because sometimes what people want is not what's best for them. And I think our other part of this um, mentoring is part of that also well maybe we need more context here what are we talking i mean i'm talking about the structure of church and i have lots of ideas on mentoring mm-hmm. so that may be the second half of this podcast mm-hmm. the because they, they, i do think you're right they go together, they go together yeah uh, in order to be led by someone else you have to submit to that guidance mm-hmm. um, but but i think for this context 
I'm talking about the structures of church life. Mm-hmm. So does a does do the congregation have to submit to whatever to the pastor in what way in what context or to all the pastors right or to the deacons uh, to, to to a teacher. If a teacher is teaching something that you don't think is quite accurate, do you say, well, God has appointed them as the teacher, so I'm not going to ruffle any no, feathers? No, and see, that's why I would say I would go back to the kind of the mutual submission because even the way you lead this church is I think there is a submission to your leadership by the staff, by the church. We listen to you, but I, I've also watched you, if submit is the right word, submit to kind of the where the con- – you know, you're listening – to, to what God's telling you on how to lead, mm-hmm. but you're also gauging where are the people at mm-hmm. and, and um, you're not heavy handed and you're not going to come in and say, this is what God told me. And I've worked with pastors who's like, God told me this. And there are people that will fall in line behind that. Um, whether God told him that or not, or he just had a bad burrito last night. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've watched you. There go. is no such <laughs> thing as a burrito. <laughs> There are only All tacos. Burrito. I don't care what the. It. I don't care what the. If the, it's chimichanga, it's just a deep fried taco. I mean, it's it's all it is. It's a taco. A burrito is a taco. It's a type of taco. How about that? Uh, a subcategory of taco. Yeah. Okay. See, it's all just. I, I can go. Sub-category. Chalupa is a flat taco, right? It's all. It's all a taco. It's a t- delicious tortilla. That sounds so good. I'm so hungry right now. So a burrito would submit to a taco? No, they all submit to my (laughs) nomenclature. (laughs) Burritos do not exist. Um, So see, I think everyone submits to somebody. Mm -hmm. So as 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 pastoral staff, we submit to the congregation, Mm -hmm. right? So they they basically tell us where they're headed. We're we're a free church in that regard. If we weren't, if we had a bishop, we would have to submit to a bishop Mm -hmm. or a synod. Uh, Those are issues that you have have to follow their leading Mm -hmm. and guidance. But then on on other issues, they have to submit to us, Mm -hmm. right? When we are in the moment or we're exercising pastoral leadership. So there's always this, I don't think it's a person that you submit to, I think it's the moment oh. you submit yeah. to. Uh, it, it's the, the, the flow and the feel of way ministry and church life mm-hmm. connect to, which is the same in every community. So you get inside. Uh, do you submit to the police? Mm-hmm. Do you submit to the school board? Who do you submit to and why and for how long? Mm-hmm. Uh, at what point is it proper to throw off and to rebel and mm-hmm. to say no? Mm-hmm. Those are big issues because mm-hmm. submission isn't just a, an automatic gimme. No. Well, and if you think about like the Southern Baptist Convention, like they just who the Southern Baptist Convention. Southern I've Baptist. never heard which of which we people. are not a part of, mm-hmm. but they just kicked out I think 170 churches because they have women pastors, and they're like, "Sorry, you won't submit to our ideas of what a woman should be and what what a pastor should look like." So. If you won't, then we're going to kick you out. Which is one step away from not being a free church anymore. Well, and see, I think there's the, the, the military structure plays in a lot of people's minds where it's if someone's got one more star or bar than you, it doesn't matter. You do what they say. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's a lot of people that, that want to apply that to all walks of life. It's just if someone's technically your boss or your supervisor or the pastor or, or whatever, that it doesn't matter. You just... You just do what they say, mm-hmm. and that creates a lot of um, dysfunction and health. And I think you go to the Southern Baptist Convention, you got these these entities. You get politics involved, you get committees, you get overarching whatever. Mm-hmm. And whether they get power hungry or or, or whatever, 
I will, you know, I haven't done Super Summer in a long time, and Super Summer was a youth leadership camp that I used to take youth to, and I surrendered the ministry at a Super Summer, and they had something that was called a chain of uh, service instead of chain of command, and the idea was to... Chain, chain, chain. To build upward. <laughs> chain that food. The person who was technically overseeing the whole thing, his job was to empower the next level of people. And it was it was more of a upside-down pyramid, if you will, um, in theory. And it, and it was fairly well-practiced and fairly uh, successful as far as an organizational structure. I mean, because that's where a lot of submission... Um, I think what we've talked about so far has to do with administration and organization mm -hmm. of, of entities. Well, let's things. just be honest. Mm -hmm. the, the key to submission is not your organization because mm -hmm. all organizations are, at the end of the day, something bureaucratic and artificial. Mm -hmm. What makes us different is not our flowcharts or our um, levels of responsibility. What makes mm -hmm. us different is we're supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit. Right. Yeah. And that is the game changer. Mm -hmm. You can almost always discern who is being led by the Holy Spirit and who is not by who they submit to. Mm -hmm. and, and if you have the pastor who stands up and says, I'm the pastor, I'm the leader, this is what we're supposed to do. Well, then that's is this. I almost guarantee you this is not a Holy Spirit led endeavor mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. ever. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can't go up and ask questions, like Jamie said, you know, we welcome questions. You know, if I've spoken out of turn, you know, if I'm wrong, then I would like somebody to say, hey, let me see that's, you know, you got that kind of wrong or whatever. But, yeah, whenever you can't take, you know, you can't go up to your, you know, the people in charge and have that freedom to talk to them or just have a conversation about it, then, you know, there's a problem. Well, and I was, I've been listening to a couple of podcasts about a certain megachurch entity from Australia that has made its way to America that's in a lot of upheaval and chaos. And basically they created a system where the pastor, the, the, the stage person, was almost iconic and had this celebrity about them. And so it was, it wasn't even like a, I guess it was kind of similar to the, they're the pastor, they're the head guy. And these guys were the most, many of them were just the, the most shallow, unspiritual, uh, immature people, but they had stage presence. Mm -hmm. And, and so they got elevated to, mm -hmm. to this position that you're supposed to, in theory, submit to. Or, or the structure submits to, so to speak. And it's just absence of, of Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. well, in, in our culture, we submit to those who are famous. Yeah. Famous people get deference. Mm -hmm. And deference is another kind of submission. Mm -hmm. You allow someone else to have um, the, the platform. Uh, you assume that they're right. Why do we let celebrities dictate our, yeah, our that's a good question. Speak to whether it's politics or social causes because we defer to them. Right. Why do you need a celebrity spokesman? Yeah, you because don't. you need because mm -hmm. our culture wants to submit. Mm -hmm. They've to somehow attained some level of something that they must know something. Therefore, when they speak about it, then I guess we should trust them. But mm -hmm. I, I love I love uh, uh, music in so many ways. But just because you sing well or play well does not mean you have a clue about <laughs> what our, our policy on capital punishment should be. Right. Those two things don't go together They might, all. but not just I mean, because I, you're a musician. I'm, think, I'm thinking now, uh, sorry, I, I defer. I was just thinking we're such a platform place, though. They already have a platform, so if someone can 
um, kind of skirt in on their platform and use it for their good, they're going to do that. I think we also live in a culture where a lot of people are looking for something outside themselves to believe in. And so if someone speaks with enough confidence, which is where we get the word con man, a confidence man, like a snake oil salesman, um, if they speak like this is how it is, there's something in us that almost, and not all of us, some people push back on it, but I think there are certain personalities that are drawn to that because they, this person sounds like they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. How, how cults get started, you sure. know, and, and, and you can just buy into that, mm-hmm. that level of. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you as a leader, the first thing you have to crucify is your confidence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because confidence will get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. Pride. It leads to, to pride. <laughs> well, well, it's pride, Misty, <laughs> but it's also you can be confident and be wrong. really wrong. Oh, yep. yeah, 100%. Uh, the, the best way to proceed forward with any endeavor is a kind of, I just don't know. Right. An unknowing kind of thing, mm-hmm. which, in, and I, I agree with you, in our culture looks like weakness, mm-hmm. but actually it's strength. You can have a godly confidence, a bold confidence, not in yourself, but in who he is. I'm confident that whatever happens, it'll be according to the Lord's plan but and, th- and that he will use yes. it. But I'm not confident it will be successful the way we might understand. But you have confidence enough to say, I don't know. You know you're not just going to blurt out whatever nonsense just because you're confident and you can make it sound legit. You're not going to do that. Because that's not who you are. Well, I'm, I'm, that's not unique to me. I think all of us in this room are the same way. That we, we you, you move forward in the direction you believe you should go, groping as one does in the dark, uh, believing that you're going to, you know, move, make your way forward because the Lord is in control. But I can't see fully in the. I, right. I, I'm not omniscient. Mm-hmm. I can't see fully in the. But confidence is like I know what's going to happen. You know. Yeah. Um, well, and that's one thing that I, I, I saw something recently that made me think about this. It was a young person speaking confidently about something in ministry. And I, my first thought was I was I was turned off by it. But then my, my second thought was. Uh, Sounds a lot like me yeah, 30 years ago. I used to I, that was I used yep. to be that guy. And the thing that was my downfall was success. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that was you are very successful. Well, no, <laughs> what I mean by that was when I started out in youth ministry, I had a lot of energy and I just was. <laughs> Daryl, he's tired. <laughs> I'm AKA, so tired I'm now. Tired. Well, and that's where I want to get to is it almost burned me out. Mm-hmm. And it did in many regards. But I had the energy to be involved in small town communities where kids latched onto that. And we grew youth groups and we had lots of kids. And when you have lots of people show up, you start to think you're doing something right. And mm-hmm. God's blessing you and you know how to do this. And you get blessing cocky. your socks off. You get mm-hmm. cocky about it and stuff like that. And, and that's where I was. When but the then, pride, that's what I was talking about. When the pride starts to seep mm-hmm. in. And then I got really to the point to say, where I was like, there were some Wednesday nights where I was like praying, God, please don't let any kids show up tonight. I'm so tired <laughs> because <laughs> I was spreading myself so thin mm-hmm. to keep all the plates in the air. And again, I think God worked in some of that because that's just God uses flawed people. Can I, uh, uh, God did work in. That. Oh, okay. You might have messed it all up, <laughs> but God <laughs> still. That, 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 that's my, God's not going to be thwarted. Yeah. Right. Right. He still works through. But I, I, I'm just saying. You, however, can thwart away. <laughs> I did a lot of. I don't know. If I, damage is the right word, but I did a lot of things wrong, and but I did them with confidence. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. And that's so you can be. And we live in a culture that's supremely confident. Um, I would say that. I would say, though, working with the youth now, like the Gen Z and the 
Gen Alpha. Like they are. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've never heard that phrase before in my life. So the Gen kiddos Alpha? that are in sixth grade now, they're Gen Alphas. So, um, but they're they we're just going to start all over the alphabet. We never got to Omega. Well, it is what it is. Um, I didn't make the rules. I didn't make them. But they are. Um, they thrive on authenticity. Like they don't care how old you are. They don't care if you're male or female. They thrive just on authenticity, and I, I think that's uh, it. Gives me hope. Oh, I have. I, I want to be clear. I have great hope. I think the students coming up behind us, thirty and that thirty and under group. I agree. They're amazing. I really agree. They have big hearts. They love their uh, unconditional acceptance. Now, I think they have a competence problem, but but they are very very in terms of their personalities. Uh, they're they're pretty well put together, uh, and once they get turned on for the Lord, mm-hmm. um, and get their lives straight spiritually, they'll be a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to do big and showy. No, they're not. That's not which who is they are. which is the opposite, I think, of true genuinely genuine uh, spirituality. Uh, a few years ago, oh gosh, thirty years ago, I heard someone speak. You're like my my father was that the other day. <laughs> he met seven years yeah. ago. <laughs> I heard someone speak on the generational cycles. I'm all about systems and cycles and patterns and stuff. And they they basically said that there are four types of generations. I'm just waiting. I'm, for, I'm, he's I'm, counting on his fingers in I'm, the air. I'm over waiting here. for just, the enneagram. No, no, this one's you've not already the mentioned enneagram. it once. Three. This uh, one was a three earlier. Oh yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> anyway, and they they were making the point that um, these patterns repeat themselves because typically one generation reacts to the previous generation and so it and it kind of i don't want to say it's always self-correcting but it does ebb and flow now the difference is now in our culture we have so many generations alive at the same time it used to be you might have two and then the third one would come along and the first one's dying off and it was a lot lot different time um, between the two but I, I that's so i agree that these younger generations i think some of them are burnt out and tired of what they've been handed and they're well if my kids don't get married and have kids soon they're gonna be two generations of us <laughs> <laughs> gonna die here uh, i think that you're right i do believe that the sy- generations are systemic and cyclical but i see something unique in the younger folks today i really do it's beautiful um it's it, again. It's not perfect, but there's no such thing as perfection. But I'm so hopeful. I think it's the boomers and the the Gen X. Although I, I'm 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 kinder to my group, less Gen Xers because we're so forgotten. But the boomers uh, and, and the millennials making this Gen X sandwich, they just scream at each other, mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 I. I'm not very hopeful about their leadership at all, um, at, at all. But I'm the, their children, I, th- I have great hope for. Mm-hmm. I really mm-hmm. do. So that's the we're at, so we're at that place. Anything else on mentoring or should be on uh, submission before we move on to mentoring? Because I think this has been a good discussion. Um, do you feel good about things? I do. So what what would you if you summed it up? Is someone said what is submission? How would you define that? What would so be the Jamie definition? The Jamie definition is. Uh, in the situation that you're in, choose to act according to the way that edifies everyone involved. Yeah. That's, that's to me, that's the best definition. Because mm-hmm. submission isn't just giving what they want. It's maybe what they need. need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where as a parent, you know, you mm-hmm. leading your children, um, sometimes we do become arbitrary as parents and we say things and we do things that, you know, future enlightened selves might not engage in but at the uh, we evaluate what we want 
is we want to lead our children in a way that's best for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you don't play in the street because I don't want you to get right. run over. I told you um, uh, to come home by 10 o'clock because I know what happens mm-hmm. on Friday nights after 10 o'clock. Because giving them everything that they want in that moment to make them happy in that moment may not be beneficial to them later. Exactly. And so, yeah. so someone comes to us as pastoral staff in our church and says, this is, this is what we want to do. And it's, you know, think of something. What's the most outrageous thing you can think of, Fishbeck? Just that what? That were you listening? Yeah, I was. He was but stretching. I'm like, that this I, is um, part of his church. You said they come to you and they want to do they something. Want, what's the most outrageous thing, you know? Eat fire. Like individually or like a church ministry? You I need sure more specific. Okay, fine. Um, I'll do it. I can do all the heavy <laughs> lifting around here. Someone comes to us and says, what we need is a, a giant swing pool and a slide uh, built out there. It, it's only going to cost. Zoo. It's, it, it sounds, sounds great. That's not outrageous. And, and a trampoline pe- and trampoline park. Petting zoo and a trampoline. And they say, oh, this is what we, we can fundraise for. It only cost $125,000. It'd be perfect. This is what this is what every growing church has now. we got to mm. do it. And so you could make that person really happy, and you could say, well, I'm supposed to submit to them. And maybe the whole church gets together and says, we think this is a great idea. But I think true submission is to the, the what edifies best is to say, I love you. This right. is not a good idea. Yeah. And here's the seven reasons why. Here's why, yeah. Uh, and that, that money could be better spent in a different direction. Mm-hmm. I appreciate your enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Let's think about what your goals are. Is your goal children ministry? Well, how can we up our game with that without being sensational and making a splash? Over the top. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> over the top, right? But those, sorts, but, yeah. those sorts of things. So that's the... Thank you for your help mm-hmm. with that metaphor. You're but welcome. that's not right. you just coming in, <laughs> slammering down, you know, hammering no. That's not you just no. saying no, we're not well, going to do that. It's you presenting why I don't think we and should. Because there's relationship there. Yes. Because I, it's the old, you know, like parents will say, don't do as I do, do as I say. Mm-hmm. And they just want this blind obedience right. that doesn't involve any res- responsibility mm-hmm. or any care on their part of mutuality. And uh, and I think if, if you're wanting someone to kind of submit to you, then there's I'm back to the word trust, really. Mm-hmm. There's got to be connection, trust, relationship involved. Yep. And when you, in your scenario there, what you're doing is you're, you're trying to, you're not just trying to get this person to, to change their mind or do something different. You're trying to help them understand a bigger picture right. and how much you care and the relationship that's there. And like you said, I like the word edify. Well, the, to, me that, to me, that's a, a huge word for leadership. What you do is to, to edifies the most people in the right direction. The, uh, to, to that point, though, now you come to what's my greater submission point. My greater submission is to the church that will be here in five years mm-hmm. than it is to the church that is here now. Yeah. I am serving the future as much as I am serving it now. Mm-hmm. And so this ridiculous plan of a petting zoo and a, a trampoline, really? A tram- that was your go-to? Trampoline park, like all oh, of the things. Park. Like all of the, all of the trampoline things. Trampoline, petting zoo, splash, park, pool, all of that. Uh, will not serve the future church needs at all. It, it, in fact, in, in my experience with church life, it becomes a burden yep. and a real headache that's not feeding the future. And so you're yeah. su- who you're submitting to, mm-hmm. ultimately. Those are the biggest things. So I think we're at a time for a break, like 35 minutes, I believe, if my chronometer's right. Uh, we're going to have a... Kelly's going to give you some important information. And I think this will be a bifurcated podcast. We're going to switch gears and talk about mentoring on the back half of this. 
You are listening to Under the Water Tower, a ministry of Fellowship Baptist Church located in Marble Falls. We would love for you to join us for worship. Visit our website for worship times at fmf.life. Do you have questions or suggestions on future topics for Under the Water Tower? We would love to hear them. Send us an email to office at fmf.life. If you like what you hear and would like to support this ministry, visit fmf.life slash give. That's fmf.life slash give. Apparently it's mentoring, not mentoring. Mentoring. As soon as we finished up the last half section before Kelly gave us all the good information, all three of my co-laborers in Christ... Uh. Here, uh, I think it's mainly Joni. Mentoring. Well, no, you gave us that was my nickname. Mentoring. All. Uh, yeah, but I wasn't picking on you for how you said it. I, I, I was, feel it felt I was it. playing off of what Joni said. It felt it. It felt it. I would never pick on you. Mentoring, however, is a fun word. Let's play. Who knows where it comes from? Mm. The origins of the word. I, I love all word I can origins. Here's the Mentos theme song right now. <laughs> so. Mentos and Diet Coke, right? It's probably not that. It can turn into Mentos and Diet Coke if you're not careful. The uh, <laughs> on who your mentor is. It's explosive. <laughs> the uh, yeah, I love me. I love I love word origins. Like uh, yesterday's sermon was basically just a word study. Um, all that kind of stuff. Anyone know? I do not. I, do not. I, will, I will own that it's not in my prep notes. It, it mentor is a name. M e n t o r. Mentor. Mister Mentor or Mrs. Mentor. Mister Mentor. He was the person in the Odyssey. Ah. Uh, so uh, Odysseus goes off to fight in the Trojan War uh, at the, for the Iliad, and then he comes home. The, the Iliad's about the war. The Odyssey is about him coming home. Well, in his absence, he had a, a, a teacher named Mentor, whose job was to teach his son in his absence, Telemachus. So that's the origin of the word to to be a. It's more to be like a mentor. It's not as much a verb as it is a noun. Mm. All right. So it's a name of a person who taught Odysseus's son. Uh, when <coughs> you're right pardon over. me, in that peanut got me got choked uh, up in his absence to lead him, which gives me, in my personal opinion, shows the weakness of the word and the way in which we use it in the modern vernacular. In that it basically is what we expect someone to do when a parent is absent. Hmm. Do you think so? Because I think you could have a very present parent and still have a mentor. Um, I feel like mentor is another word for like a teacher or. I believe in teachers and however, I believe in teaching, but mentor. I, I just have to, I, I'm not as on the mentoring bandwagon as other people are, uh, in terms of like what people believe in their in their. Um, their imagination, right? So, well, I, I, oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just like life coach. You know, you hear of all these people becoming these life coaches now. And what does that, I mean. Certified. Is, is that just somebody <laughs> telling you? I'm certified, all right. Mm-hmm. I'm Call serious. me anytime you need help. I can help you. You know, like, I can't make a decision. I got to call my life coach. You get dependent on these people. It's it's like a step before therapist because. and I. It's a gateway uh, drug to therapy. Well, and, and running in all First the social media fitness circles, this comes up a lot because you have your fitness trainer and stuff like that. Well, you have your life coach, too. And I'm not I'm not knocking. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But just like with anything, you get people that have a gift or well-meaning to, to 
to mentor people or whatever. But then you get others who's like, oh, I'm going to be a life coach. And That's so what I mean. you go it's on this study and you, you get a certification and then you just look for people that want. And I'm back to what help. I said a minute ago. You there are people looking for someone outside of themselves. Tell me what to do. Right. And this life coach who probably has not much greater wisdom right. or life experience has whatever they've studied or learned. And then there's, it's about selling their curriculum. It's about getting a platform mm-hmm. or back to the platform. T- it's about all these things. Um, and, and it's, I, I don't and know. Where does I don't it get end? The, yeah. I feel like as a mentor, you know, the goal is to help them, give them the resources and then just but what's disciple dri- them, the, so What is the goal? What are you driving I them feel, towards? I feel what's like the my work is done here. I have There's created <laughs> dissension <laughs> and dis- disharmony with the idea of mentoring. <laughs> my work is done here. I have destroyed it. I, I didn't spin it all darkly. I just said I can see how anything that becomes <clears throat> trendy. In our mental image, mentoring looks like those after-school programs we watched when we got home on ABC uh, with Kelly McNichols, mm-hmm. and those so were those were Generation X's mentors. Christy. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Christy McNichols. Christy McNichols, whatever. What did I call her? Kelly. Kelly McNichols. <laughs> Christy McNichols. You know, you knew exactly yeah. who I meant. You can see the braces in yep. the hair. Short uh, hair. Yeah, really short bob hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where the so it's a, it's a male mentor develops a relationship with a young teenage boy who may be struggling with this or that or the other, and they meet once a week, and over time they develop a relationship. They go have milkshakes, mm-hmm. and he goes to the ball game. Teaches not a bat left-handed, <laughs> and then <laughs> over a period of time you realize that all this is about is some the, the little boy has severe daddy issues and trauma, mm-hmm. and it's a real feel-good story, and that's what most of us think of. When we think of yeah. mentoring, or you want to go eighties? Sorry, Johnny. I'll go eighties. Uh, the facts of life. Mm, you take, take the good, you take the bad, you take, the the you take them all, and there you have the facts What was her name? What Mrs. is her Mrs. name? Mrs. K. Mrs. C. Mrs. Garrett. Mrs. Garrett. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was Garrett. Yeah. And Lisa Welchel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was Blair. Blair. And Joe. Tootie. But she was kind of, I mean, they were like, it was an orphanage type thing, was it? What was, was their situation? No, I thought they were going was to school. It's like a girl's it school. No. <laughs> it's like a girl's school. I had They're parents. old. I don't well, know. they lived there. Some of them are really old. It's a yeah, boarding school. Boarding school. There, yeah. you go, there you go. And, but I, you see her as kind of this mother mentor to all of these girls. I think the word mentor gets weird when you name it. I mean, I think you can have mentors in your life, but if when you name it, that makes it cringy. Like... <laughs> so cringe. I, I agree. Tell me why. I just feel See, like my work is so done. When you when you name it, then you have to give it a system and give it a give it a uh, goal and give it all of these weird things. But when you just say, "Hey, can you tell me?" Like I did with Daryl. Like, "Hey, can you tell me like what to do, what not to do with youth?" Like I um, told you nothing. You know, you know everything. I think I, I think that there is a cringy element to that, Joni. I also think that th- for me, the more significant issue is the exhaustive nature mm-hmm. of it right when you just when most people have an idea of what a mentor is it's more than they are able to sign up exactly for. we're already stressed no one has enough time we got our own issues with our own family our own kids our own parents uh our own church life one more needy person in my life it's, a, it's just and now with cell phones right that you're accessible 24 7 people right can get a hold of you at mm-hmm. any moment and if you don't answer or respond right then it's chaos what? you know so you add that into it right so, so now you're at a place exactly. where when you say we need you to mentor everyone says it's a good idea to help children but mentor i don't i i 
can't afford milkshakes for that kid every week. Right. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't have time for my own kids' mm-hmm. recital, much less this person. Well, what's what's the problem with it, or the solution? In your mind, mentoring the idea, the concept is bad. Does it just ap- disappear? What's where's the? Is there not a need for it, or do you have an alternative solution for it other than Jesus? Um, <laughs> Why do you say Jesus like that? <laughs> other the, than Jesus. The, the Jesus answer. is our all in all. He's really all you Jesus need. Jesus is the answer. Surrender, So, so we, we've all. picked up a, a subtle vibe from you about mentoring here. I think um, I feel like it was very subtle. <laughs> um, so what is your alternative, or what's the fix, so or what's the... I have lots of things, uh, lots of ideas. I'm a big believer in teaching, so I don't want angry emails. Jamie's against helping people. <laughs> I'm a big believer in teaching and instruction and learning. It's just, I look back at my life, the mentoring thing never happened. I mean, maybe it's just because no one ever thought my life was worth investing in same. at that level. I'm the same. Uh, or it's just because no one really ever does that. Right. Instead, what I can look back at my life and I can see great teachers, mm-hmm. coaches, uh, not well, well for me. I when I was thinking of, I had a great coach. He was, but not because he was a great coach. He was a good history teacher. Hmm. Uh, in fact, I became a history major because he was such a good history. Well, I know teacher. a lot of coaches that uh, that do use sports and and tie it to life lessons and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and, and which in essence is teaching. But I'm just saying that figure of coach. I, I think yes. that's probably true. So good good people in in public schools who were helped me, who who were amazing. I can think of like upper level, uh, graduate level, uh, college who challenged me in in the church, church. environment. Mm-hmm. People who taught me and youth pastors, pastors, Sunday school teachers. When I was a kid, I remember the Mr. Abernathy. I was like three years old. He was not a mentor to me. He probably didn't know who I was outside of class. And he wore like a three piece suit and a vest and a necktie. Vestment. And he would come in. And do I? Vestment. A vestment. <laughs> he, he, Did he, he smoke? He no. sounds like a smoker. No. No, he was a. He was. No. Well, let me back up. I lived in a house with three smokers, so I couldn't have oh. smelled it if he what was, better? right? I probably smelled like I was a smoker. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he would come in and he would read the Bible verse and he. He was teaching a room full of third graders, right? This man, he invested in me. Mm-hmm. But a mentoring to ask him to go to my recitals and, right, outside and, of that. and take me to have milkshakes mm-hmm. and be a mentor. That, so you're saying the word mentor in, involves all of those things you've defined. You wouldn't then in turn flip it around and say even what he was doing was a form of mentoring? What I'm saying is community as a whole oh, is okay. what shapes and what we've taken is we've said what the community should be responsible for in its many faceted uh, ways was we want to put on one person right, right. it's the, uh, uh, we don't need everybody you just mm-hmm. need one good mentor mm-hmm. so you look at uh, the classic thing this is a uh, a child or a little boy or a little girl who is uh, uh, a single parent home all these things well, instead of fixing the systems around this cultural problem and addressing it systemically through school and church and communities and maybe peewee baseball and all these things, instead of saying Skip all of savior. it, what, what we want to do is just one person gotcha. who's going to fix everything. Well, mm-hmm. one person can't. Right. Uh, and what if the mentor is turns who's out to mentor be a the pedophile, mentor? right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many bad things involved with this situation. Why would a single mother with a little boy... Trust a stranger you don't really know to spend that much time 
with your, your child. child. Yeah. I can write an alternate ending right. of this that is not very good at all. Yeah. So that's my problem. So to me, commu- community and church life is the is where mentoring. So mm-hmm. my community growing up mentored me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My oh, church. Mm-hmm. Totally. On Our board church with that. was a, mm-hmm. the church I grew up in was amazing. Not a one of them mentored me. Mm-hmm. In fact, most of them probably didn't even it know much about who them. I was. Well, and it's too much responsibility to put, the, like you're saying, to put that on one person. It's not fair to the per- the mentor or the mentee, you know. And I think the you manatee. have to have, the manatee. <laughs> you have to have Barbara different manatee, um, people manatee. <laughs> in your life for different aspects of your life. Like I have a group of friends Are that like you different strokes for different folks. Yeah. I guess like Mrs. Garrett. Yeah. 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 Goes back to Mrs. Garrett. Oh, Mrs. Garrett. What but you talking about? <laughs> but she yeah. was there too. Right. That's it was a spinoff. <laughs> spinoff. Yeah. Uh, are y'all done now? <laughs> Sorry. Because she got Not tired yet. of working for one rich old white man. Instead, <laughs> she decided to work for a bunch of old, a lot of old rich white men. Yep. Sorry, yeah. Johnny. We're talking about an era that, that you're not very familiar with. I did watch the Facts of Life reruns. <laughs> reruns. <laughs> they were new. We had to watch them in, in live where if you didn't get back from the commercial in time, you missed it. That's right. No way. Yep. <laughs> I remember that. What were you bit. saying that was so important? Um, I was saying you have different people that maybe you don't call them n- mentors. Maybe you don't name it. But for different aspects of your life, like when, like a new mom, like you should have other parents around you, other good moms around you that. that right, but not one. But not one. And not one that fixes that. And not it's not one the one who is responsible now for everything. Exactly. Um, and, and in your spiritual life, like I have people that I talk to about prayer. I have people that I talk to about leadership. Prayer and jeeping and or jeep praying or yeah, whatever you call it. That's good stuff. P- prayer driving, prayer jeeping. Pra- prayer jeeping. I, I think that's true. And I don't want to, the idea is great. I think what we've done, though, whether it's, and I, I keep using the, the, the adult and child metaphor, but we also do the same thing in the workplace. You'll see oftentimes a new employee will come on. And they'll say, you're going to mentor this person. Mm-hmm. Or we think about in church life, mm-hmm. my spiritual mentor is going to teach me. Well, what if your mentor doesn't know what they're doing? Exactly. Right? Or leaves the next day. Or, 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 or bails. <laughs> or bails. Yeah. Or, or turns out he he or she's really a horrible person. Terrible person, yeah. And is actually setting you up for failure to make yeah. them look good. There's so many problems mm-hmm. that I have with the idea of men. It sounds great. Right. But again, it's based. the whole idea is based upon an absent father. Mm-hmm. Who has someone else to raise his kid? So mm-hmm. much so in the in the Odyssey, when Odysseus gets home, he sees his son on the way into his house. Son does not know who he is. Mm-hmm. He does not even really recognize his son. It's not until they get back to the house that they realize, oh, well, I was like, oh, here's your boy. Here's your kid. He's been gone for fourteen years. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. I think it's 14 years. So these are real issues with that. Yeah. And I think one of the things is we've we've used a bad idea of what a bad metaphor to describe a solution for people problems yeah. that doesn't actually fix people problems. It's not healthy when, when the real solution is Jesus and is and disciple. I mean, I just come back always to scripture. It's just discipling, you know, um, in, a, in a church ministry life, you know what I mean. But you always have to have someone that you're – not following, but that you look up to, like Paul was like, follow me as I follow Christ, mm-hmm. you know, and I think you ha- you do have to have those people in your life. Pa- Paul's a teacher mm-hmm. and a leader and a guide. Right, right. Those are good things, but the idea of he, the idea of one person 
taking on a one-to-one relationship right. with someone and saying, I'm going to lead right. you in all things. Right. We don't need one mentor. We need a, a variety right. of teachers. Well, that's what I was trying to say. In church life, in ministry life, I know what you're talking about in mentoring, growing up, and having a community. But in church life, coming to church and somebody gets baptized, well, it just doesn't stop there. You know, you it's still our responsibility as the church to come alongside him, her and disciple and, you know, help them to... Right. to live by example and know how to read and what to, you know, those types of things. And it's not just one person. Yeah, it's all of, it's, it's everybody. It's yeah. But the mentoring Body thing can also play to people's um, egos. Mm-hmm. And that I am going to be this hero or this, this super savior to this person. I'm going to be everything they want or it's how cults get started. Like I am the one person you need to, don't listen to anybody well, else. Just listen to that me. Dependency. Uh-huh. They, they throw it on them and then the, the people can't live, live without it. Yeah. They've got to have that. And so what you end up with people who volunteer or who want or who crave or who build these relationships as mentors are usually the kind of, emotionally unstable and they volatile need a mentor. people that keep <laughs> who you don't want being keep stamped on back. the next generation. Well, That's what I mean. Where does it end? It's got to stop. And, and as discipling or healthy mentoring, if you can, so it's got to it's got to come to an end at some at some place. It just doesn't continue forever and ever and ever. I, I was, I think it ends in healthy groups. Mm-hmm. So not individuals, but groups right. that help us discover who we're supposed to be mm-hmm. and, and what direction we're supposed to happen. Whether you're talking about an eight-year-old, an 18-year-old, or an 80-year-old, mm-hmm. uh, a group of people that help us to unpack ourselves, that doesn't, they don't force us or necessarily mean right. teach us, because let's face it, show you. you can learn. Yeah, you, Learning is more about me than it is anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you don't depend on me. I know I can help you, and I love you, and I'll do what I can, but don't depend on me. You know, this I'm not the person that can do all these things for you. You know, I think it's our job to show them that, you know, we depend on the Lord. And now it's your, this is what you do too. You do what I, you know. I think she's talking to me. She I needs me to move out. Too, maybe. So the, the whole, the whole she's issue. She's your life coach, Joni. She's <laughs> my life coach. I call her. I don't, I don't, I don't think. Help. That's if just you're, weird. If you're a life coach, listen to this, or you have a life coach, I ain't hating on you. I'm not either. Not at all. But, but I do think instead of a life coach, what we need is something else. And, and I was thinking about Parker. A life Palmer. community. I was about Parker Palmer's uh, Circles of Trusts. Uh, anybody here read, read read Parker Palmer? Oh. All I can think of is Parker Posey. Not even no, who that is. no, 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 <laughs> no, no, not even the same. <laughs> he he's a kind of a, I think a Quaker. I mean, he writes about the contemplative life, and he describes circles of trust and um, the way it works. So let's l- imagine seven people, right? And you're going to dedicate uh, a day, maybe a couple of days, or maybe a period of evenings over, a l- and everyone's signed up we're all going to be here for all of them right there's no no dodging it a retreat is best but but you can do it in a different way i've actually i thought about like a sunday morning small group would be good to do to experiment with this idea mm-hmm. and so in each time so you have one person who's the focus person and that person literally sits in the middle of the circle right literally literally, literally. and and then spends about 15 minutes describing whatever it is they're going through, what, what, whatever the situation is. And then for like an hour and a half, everyone else in the group asks questions. No one's allowed to give advice. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Everyone wants to give advice. Mm-hmm. You want to say, well, here's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Well, when I had this problem with my uncle so-and-so, this is what I did. Everyone wants to tell them what to do. You're not allowed to do that at all. Mm-hmm. I love that idea of questioning. You just ask questions. Well, what did you try? Mm-hmm. How, did, how did that work out? Uh, have you read anything? Just uh, just quick questions for like an hour and a half that leads through a process of discovery. And then there's just only listening, right? Mm-hmm. And then questions. And then you can spend a little more time what he calls mirroring back. So, again, no advice, but the people around you, the circle of trust, they're saying, here's what we've heard you say. Mm-hmm. What I hear you say is you're you an say- idiot. it doesn't work that way (laughs) no what i hear you saying is you've identified that the key problem is um the way you feel about the school that your parents put you in Mm. uh, in seventh grade kind of peeling everything back peel back and so but but you're not giving you're still you're not telling them what you're just saying this is what i hear you're letting them talk the person in the middle then says no that's not exactly what i said so it gives them a chance to clarify Mm. actually what they're actually saying mm-hmm. and then when it's over there's just like a, a celebration and everyone talks about you, i hear in you generosity i hear in mm-hmm. you wisdom i hear in you all the things you and so and then you're done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't think there'd be enough tissues in the room can you imagine that kind of affirmation man that's powerful well and you'd have to really trust the people that you were you are going through that with i think with mentoring what's well, called circle of trust well i get yeah. that but People are hard to trust sometimes. I was, I was trying to find something in a book I was reading just this morning, and it uses the word attunement. How much did you read this morning? <laughs> it was a long drive What here. time did you get here? <laughs> I got up at 4.30, so. Uh, it says attunement is Show almost off. a so synonym for empathy or secure attunement. attachment Isn't itself. Isn't that like a cartoon that didn't make it? No. Attunement. It says, I'd like to offer it here as a skill we can hone that involves a wonderful combination of listening, presence, and a lot of compassion. Um, da, 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 da. There are three types of empathy, cognitive, emotional, and compassionate. And so when I hear you talking about this kind of, would you call it, circle of trust? I didn't call it. Parker Palmer did. Circle okay. of trust. Circle it's of beautiful. trust. It's very similar. To the, and this is talking. They probably stole it from him. He wrote this like 25 years ago. Maybe. This is talking more of a, on a one-on-one relationship or whatever. But it's um, it means that we get all, uh, all those things. Um, we're with the other person. We're, we're letting them know they're not alone. They're not a problem we're trying to fix, allowing them to be heard. Because I've also heard that how do we learn? We usually learn by doing it wrong mm-hmm. um, a lot of times. That's how um, I learn to preach. And so, <laughs> and so when, you're learning. A, when you're in a group like that, to be, we live in a culture that doesn't allow people to make mistakes to a certain degree. I mean, oh, I completely agree with that. Like, especially like in an elected office. I don't understand this. If someone, an uh, elected official or a government official makes a mistake, fire them. Right. No, they just learn mm-hmm. what not to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're just now becoming useful. But that's what everybody wants to zone well, in and on. So punishment. Is, yeah. So what does it create? It creates people that have to lie and deceive to cover up their mistakes because they don't feel safe enough to own them. You even found out though, about that, huh? Even <laughs> though that that would be the... the for their benefit. Mm-hmm. And so if you have a person sitting in the circle of trust that's able to even share their mistakes and they're not getting judged, they're judged, not getting corrected no or whatever, mm-hmm. <clears throat> imagine how profound that would be for their personal transformation mm-hmm. and development to move forward in and that that's experience. that's better than a mentor. Mm-hmm. Way better. A group. I agree. I 100% a group agree. of people. Now, I'm not saying you have to adopt all the structures, but I'm saying small groups, ministry groups, mm-hmm. church groups, Kiwanis, all of mm-hmm. these 
help us grow as people sure. and we get the wisdom of many as opposed to maybe the idiocy of one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. agreed. Um, I wrote down communicating, listening, teaching, showing by example. And, you know, you help people go through things, but then you're, you're here, you know, you don't just continue to be that close to them from here on out. You know, you pray that they do better and you want them to do better. You know what I mean? Um, and then you're here if they need you, but it's well, even Mrs. Garrett. Facts of life: the girls grow up, right? It's for a season. They move right. on. They're, she's still there. They call her, send her Christmas cards. We love you. She was a big part of their life. But you have a, you have imagined a whole. <laughs> I, I don't it. remember. I, I don't remember <laughs> Christmas cards at all. It was the follow up that didn't yeah. flopped. My you list. That? You didn't see that. My list I, went completely negative. Mine went discussing areas for growth, spotting blonde spot, blind spots, or blonde spots, or Those blonde are, spots, <laughs> um, addressing sin. So oh I man, went, I don't I, want you mentoring me. <laughs> I <went> completely opposite. <laughs> well, but we need those people too. We need. I want somebody to come to me and tell me the hard things that I need to hear. You know, like I we remember, were talking about earlier. We were. We had been. I'd been pastor here about a year, and Daryl comes and knocks on me. Oh, I hate. It. Why do you got to bring this back and, up? And that was wa- the most awkward day of my he, life. Because I don't think he really <laughs> knew me yet. And he I walks did. in. He says, "said I drew the short straw." That's how he started. I was like, "Oh." oh. So that tells me they've been talking. Oh, <laughs> There's been no. conversation. And he said, you've put something on social media that, oh, that we think probably is something, as our pastor and leader, <laughs> you shouldn't probably shouldn't have put that up there. And do you remember how I responded? Uh, you took it down. I mean. Slam the door very, in his face. No. no. Very graciously. <laughs> I, and I think I was like, you're probably right. Probably right. Uh, I mean, you, That's I said what I, was, I mean. I said yes. I was mad in the moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, I mean, we agreed with the, the, the intent of the post. There right. was no, <laughs> we were not yeah. against you. It just was one of those. But I, but you need that. Prompts to him because he did it. Because, yeah. But I think, right, Misty, yeah. when someone comes to us in love mm-hmm. and tells us these things, that's the spiritual discipline mm-hmm. of correcting each other in that spirit of the problem is, is we always want to get a leg up on somebody defensive. Yeah. And then we get defensive. Mm-hmm. And so that's the problem. We want to insult someone or hurt someone or debase mm-hmm. them. It's, this may be a side tangent here, but I heard something recently. Did about you read it this morning? Mm-hmm. Or could just, there be not side tangents? It was on TikTok. <laughs> so I heard someone tell this story, but they were talking it's about be true. speaking the truth. And they, they were talking about the difference between people that, well, I'm just a truth teller. I just speak it as is. And Which he was, is an excuse to just be allowed. Well, now. and he was making the point he said i went to see a play that my friend was in she really wanted me to come see it and he said it was horrible the play was atrocious and i think i, I saw that one i knew she was going to come up to me ask afterwards and ask how i did and he said i knew right then was not the time to tell her how i felt about the play but i also wanted to be honest and he said i took so much joy in getting to see you do your thing mm-hmm. and he was he said i was authentic i was genuine but i i knew right then it would it would not speaking the truth right. about the play and he said a few days later she said hey can we have coffee or whatever and, and she had come off the emotional high of things and and he was able to say now about now, the play yeah. <laughs> and here's what i thought about the actual play and he said because of the timing of it she received it right. he said had i hit her right after the mm-hmm. play with oh my gosh that was horrible discernment. it would have hurt the, the relationship it would have hurt yeah. you know whatever Absolutely. and and so mm-hmm. i think I don't know what made me think of that as far as the timing and mentoring and things. I, I think some people, or the, the circle of trust. Just I mean, some people out. just love to just look it. around wanting to tell people uh-huh. how to fix their lives. Yeah. And that's what the problem with mentoring is all about. Mentoring is about an assumption. Looking for Somebody else wrong. is broken, 
And if they had someone who could fix them, yeah. then everything would be great. Mm-hmm. And I just fundamentally reject that mm-hmm. idea. People don't get fixed by us. Yes. The Lord works on us on the inside. That's right. Our job is presence, to be caring and compassionate. Mm-hmm. But this idea that I'm going to fix somebody is just mm-hmm. uh, problematic. Yeah. So yeah. discipling, you used the word earlier. Mm-hmm. It's a great word. It means learner. Mm-hmm. And to be a learner, you have teachers. Yes. Not one, but many. many. The, uh, the Bible g- talks about teachers, plural. Mm-hmm. Uh, those of us who teach take that responsibility seriously. Those of us who learn should take it seriously as well and choose good ones. Mm-hmm. Choose good teachers. Mm-hmm. Choose the ones who love you. Yep. Uh, those who love you more than they love teaching. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's important. Mm-hmm. How far have we gone on time? Hour and three. Good stuff. I think we're at a good stopping place. Unless yeah, really are. It, fe- it feels very natural. I would concur. Thanks, wow. guys, for listening. I think we have one more of these podcasts on spiritual discipline. I believe we're going to do worship and celebration. Is, is it worship one? and celebration? Or are we going to do the other one? Oh, I don't know. What did we decide? It'll, it'll be meaningful. It'll be a surprise. It's yeah. for us, too. We'll just put two numbers in a hat and pull which one <laughs> oh. that moment. Oh. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. Kelly, take us home. Thanks so much for listening to Under the Water Tower, a podcast dedicated to honest discussion of the Bible. To donate to this ministry, just go to fmf.life slash give. That's fmf.life slash give. Just a reminder to subscribe to Under the Water Tower on Apple Podcast and Spotify. That way you'll never miss an episode. Help us to spread the word about our podcast by talking about it and sharing it on your social media. Thanks again for joining us. On behalf of Under the Water Tower, I'm Kelly Trapane.